0: The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Jesus said that. How many of you believe that Jesus tells the truth? The gates of hell shall not prevail. Last week we talked about covenant. We talked about David and Jonathan in covenant. We talked about Saul, King Saul a little bit. We talked about being strong in the Lord. We talked about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We talked about putting on the whole armor of God that we might be able to withstand all the fiery darts of the wicked one. See, the enemy the one that's coming against us to take us down. It's not God. God is here to help us. He wants us to put on his whole armor and come against the enemy. He said at the end of that in Ephesians 6, he says, And taking the sword of the Spirit, of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit is God's word. So it is a tool for us to use against the enemy. Remember when Jesus was tempted of the devil in, in the wilderness for 40 days. And when the devil came to him, it said that he had not eaten in 40 days. And the devil said, hey, if you be the son of God, turn this stone into bread. That was the first temptation. That would be a temptation if I hadn't eaten in 40 days. And if I could turn that stone into bread, I might do it. Hello? And the devil tempted Jesus by saying, if you're the son of God, well, aren't you glad that Jesus knew who he was, that he knew he was the son of God? So he didn't fall into the temptation of the devil. He said, it is written. Now, if you know that you're a son or a daughter of God, when the devil comes against you, you can say it is written also and say what God says concerning whatever the subject is. The devil tempts all of us in different ways at different times with different things. We all are tempted. Blesses is a man who endures temptations, James said. God wants us to endure the temptation. He does not want us to cave into or give in to the temptations that come our way. And I think a good understanding of who we are comes from a good understanding of who Jesus is. And once we have that relationship in our hearts, established in our hearts, we know we can do what Jesus did to overcome what the devil tries to tempt us with. Amen? It's just really that simple. Let's look in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 16. am going to begin reading with verse number 13. Said, when Jesus came into the coast of uh, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, Jesus talking to his disciples. And they said, Some say you are John the Baptist, and we know that he wasn't. And some say you were Elias, and we know that he wasn't. And others, Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And we know that he wasn't any of them. Now, I want to stop for a minute and say there's many religions on the earth today that acknowledge Jesus Christ. They're contrary to the gospel, but they acknowledge Jesus Christ as being a good man. A lot of religions say that, yeah, Jesus, he's real. He was a good man. Many of them do not acknowledge and refuse to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And if we don't acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of the living God, it does us no good to just think that Jesus was a good man or he was just a prophet. Jesus is and was and always will be the Son of the living God. Amen. That's what we base our religious belief on is the son of God. Okay. Verse 15 says, he said unto them, but whom say you that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this or it unto you. The revelation that he received was from God and it was not revealed to him by man. Okay? So we need a revelation. All of us need that revelation in our heart of who Jesus really is. And you say, well... I know who Jesus is. We need the revelation in our hearts of who he is. Amen. And to find out all of who Jesus really is, we have to find out what he was really like when he walked on the face of the earth. Like I said earlier, many religions believe that Jesus is, but they just believe he's a prophet or he was a good man. If he was only a good man, then we have no salvation through him. Amen. There's been a lot of good men and women on the face of this earth, and our salvation does not come through them. Let's keep going. Look at verse 18. And I say also unto you, Jesus is speaking, that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus said, I want to read that whole verse. I say also unto you, that you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The revelation of who Jesus was is that rock, that foundation that the church is built on. I remember listening to a lot of preachers saying that the church is built on Peter, the rock Peter. Well, there's, there's scriptures that talks about the church being built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, but it also goes on to say that Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. See, the foundation is laid. The foundation is the word of God that the apostles and prophets preached. That's the foundation. It wasn't them. It wasn't like Peter James, John, all these people, it was not, they're not the foundation. It's the teaching that they lay, that foundation. Remember, Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. The teaching or the training of the Pharisees, Jesus said, beware of it. Amen. Y'all are quiet this morning. Beware of their teaching. There's scriptures that talks about There's people that have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. He said, from such turn away. There's people preaching all kind of preachings all over the world, but they deny the power of God. The power of God. Man, I'm I'm just about to preach. I'm going to settle down here. The Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. So in the gospel is the power of God to bring salvation to the whole world. But people deny the power of God. Well, we'll just be good. If we be good enough long enough, we'll get there soon enough. I got news for all of us, even the best of us that are here. We ain't good enough to get there without some help. And it takes knowing Jesus Christ. He is our help. He is the chief cornerstone of the entire foundation that's been laid. And we build upon that foundation that's already here. We reap from other men's labors. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that for the last hundred years the men and women of god in these in the communities that we live in that preach the gospel of jesus christ has got us to where we're at today i'm just telling you we didn't start it when when this church right here Victory life church started it didn't start the kingdom of god in mccurtain county i want you to know that the kingdom of god has always been here and there's been men and women that have come and have gone that preach the gospel. Michelle was even talking about the generations, the multiple generations that receive the gospel. If we do our part, our children will have a much better chance at building on the foundation that we've laid. And that foundation is through Jesus Christ. I got to get me a drink of this water. And it's not mixed. It's just water. The gates of hell shall not... Prevail against the church. I'll preach to you. <clears throat> now, if we look around, we see the gates of hell prevailing against some church, and even sometimes against us personally. We're, we are the church. But the church that had, now I'm not giving the devil glory, listen, the church that has the revelation who Jesus really is, that truth, that revelation is where God's going to build his church and that's the gates of hell will not prevail against the truth. Anything that's not the truth that we get involved in, the gates of hell may prevail against something that's not the truth. In other words, if I believe a lie or if I believe something in error, I can be prevailed against by the gates of hell. Does that make sense to you? Now, God's not one of those people that's like, well, you win some, you lose some, the rest get rained out. God wants us to win all of them. God is competitive. He he didn't lose a few battles with the devil. He won every one of them. Amen. And God wants us, the church, to win every battle that the devil comes against us with. People are satisfied by winning a few. Well, I I beat him today. He beat me four days in a row. God wants us to win every day. How many of you believe that we can win every day? We can win every battle that the enemy comes against us. Even in death, I preached a couple funerals. funerals last week. This is funny. I'm going to tell a story. I told my cousin. I, I preached a funeral in Saragorda a week or so ago. And in the meantime, I had a birthday. And then I preached a funeral Friday or Saturday. And this lady came up to me and said, Did you preach a funeral in Saragorda a week or so ago? I said, Yeah. She said, You looked younger Uh, for some reason. I said, I had a birthday since then. She's like, oh, you know, like, duh. And she's, I didn't know who she was or nothing. It's like, look, dude, you have a birthday. You're older. So I thought that was funny. It was just funny to me. I thought I got to share that. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, he said, I'm going to build my church upon this revelation of knowing who Jesus really is. We need to have a good understanding of who Jesus is. We need to know when someone tells us something about Jesus that's not correct, we need to be like, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't the Jesus I serve. See, when I first got into church, I was told, God made you sick for a reason. And I'm like, I wonder what reason it was for, you know. But I would accept that because, you know, you don't fight against God. Right, you don't fight against God. The Bible talks about us fighting against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's where our battle's at. But if I start accepting what someone tells me in error or in falsehood, it messes with me. To believe a lie will bring damnation to us. One of these days, I promise you, I've been talking about this for six months, I'm going to talk about lying and believing lies. People think lies is the worst thing that ever happened. Well, we've all lied and we've all asked God to forgive us and God forgave us of the lies. Amen. I won't even get you to raise your hand if I was say. Have, has everyone here told a lie before? And if somebody didn't raise their hand, it'd be like, you just did. <laughs> the lies are bad, but believing the lies is what harms us, really harms us. And, if, and how many of you know the devil don't want you to know the truth? He wants you to have a skewed ideal of who God really is. We grew up in church. I didn't grow up, but after I got saved at age 22. Then I heard how mean God was and that he just looking for a chance to knock you over the head. And man, I gave him plenty of them. (laughs) And he didn't knock me over the head. I thought he must not have saw that. I got away with that. It was not God's nature to hurt or harm me in any way, shape, or form. It was his nature to love me and forgive me for all the stuff I was doing. Thank God I got to a place where I began to hear the truth and that truth of the word of God. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you what? Free. I like freedom. See, God desires for us to be free. He says, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage wherewith Christ has made us free. Don't get entangled again in the yoke of bondage, which is the law. Don't get entangled with the law trying to make a performance equal up to religious freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not telling you to not do good things. I'm saying the good things you're doing is not saving you, okay? But as a result of knowing who Jesus is, you desire to do good things out of that, out of that understanding of God and Jesus in you, amen? So we do good things because we love God, not because we're afraid that he's going to knock us over the head if we don't do those things, okay? So I'm talking about this church ...that is built by Jesus that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. We desire as a people to be that church that never gets prevailed against by the gates of hell. And I watched a few deals over in Israel. I've never been there, but I watched some films and stuff. Matt's told me some stories. There's a big old hole in a wall, or it's in a rock wall basically... And they call it the gates of Hell, and at that location is where all the pagan religions the people would come there and teach their false doctrines, and they would talk about their religions and and it 's in Capernaum, so it 's right here I believe that what Jesus is talking about he 's probably with his disciples, and they 're by the gates of hell actually there now i 'm just this is me throwing this out from just seeing a video and a film in Israel, okay? So this is not Bible. This is my opinion that maybe, just maybe, Jesus was telling this story and they were standing by the gates of hell. And all this doctrine and all this teaching that comes forth from pagan religions and religions that are not of God, Jesus said, my church, I'm building my church and the gates, the teaching, the training of hell will not prevail against my church. All that stuff has no effect on us because I'm building my church and my doctrine's firm and it's strong and it's a foundation that we can build on and live on. Amen? The gates of hell, the, the teachings of the Pharisees, he said, beware of them. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. If we listen to them, they'll teach us that God's mad at us. They'll teach us that we got to do everything perfectly. And that's then we become defeated because we're not able to do what they tell us we should do. Amen. You say, well, what are you saying? It's okay to keep doing everything bad that I've done? I'm not saying that. I'm saying trust God and believe God and look to Jesus and find out what he's really like. So that you can understand his forgiveness and love for you and me. Because if I know that he don't get mad at me when I mess up. I can come right back to him and say, messed up again. I can just hear him saying, yeah, I know. (laughs) It's not like, God, I don't know if you know this or not. You know how you pray for people. God, I don't know if you know what they're doing. (laughs) Come on now. You need to straighten them up. God always points right back to us and says, let's work on me and you. Amen. God says, you confess your faults one to another. I've said this many times. We get together, it's like we're going to confess their faults. <laughs> That's called, what, what would that be called? Gossip? <laughs> we're good at it. We are good at confessing their faults. I mean, we can see their faults so easy. We just need to probably walk around with a mirror in front of us all the time. Everywhere we turn, it's like we see us. Right there's where we're at. Wherever we go, there we are. Every time we look up, there we are again. Amen. Moving right along. Remember, the gates of hell will not prevail against that church that has a true revelation of who Jesus is and don't accept the uh, false teachings and doctrines of other religions. Hey, we, can, we try to get mixed up so easy. We try to hook ourselves up. Well, that religion, they believe in God too. By the way, we're all going to the same place. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Religious people will tell you, well, they might not even be religious. Oprah says there's many ways to God. Some people would rather believe Oprah than the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what messes people up, is believing somebody other than what Jesus says. I'll tell you how bad it was In Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, I don't have those scriptures written down. Just write that down in your notes. Paul was talking, and he's talking about teachings and stuff. He said, if there anybody comes to you preaching any other gospel than what I preach to you, let them be a curse. Then he goes and just says it same thing again, nearly, word for word, verse nine. Again I say unto you, if anybody comes and preaches any other gospel than to you than what we've preached to you, let them be accursed. Let them be a curse. Don't believe their gospel. If you believe their gospel, you'll be cursed. Ooh, I don't want to be cursed. Don't believe their gospel. Don't believe the gospels that people come up with that's contrary to the true gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the church he's talking about, the church that's built on the revelation of who Jesus really is. Amen. I'm telling you, until we know who Jesus really is, we have a hard time finding out who we really are. Remember, Jesus told Peter, and you are Peter, after Peter said you're... Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God, he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you, but my father that's in heaven revealed to you who I am. Now, let me tell you, you're Peter and up on this rock, I'll build my church. You are, you are who I say you are because you found out who I really am. Amen. Thomas was one of the disciples. He struggled believing God for a while. They call him Doubting Thomas, but I'm telling you, I've doubted worse than Thomas has before. Amen. At least he was one of them. Amen. When Jesus appeared to the disciples after he had risen from the dead and they saw him with holes in his hands and a hole in his side and his feet. And Thomas wasn't there on one of the times, the first time. And they told Thomas, "Dude, you missed it. You should have been here." Well, Jesus shows up again, and Thomas, like, "I won't believe until I see, for my own, with my own eyes, and I can touch the, put my finger in his hands in his, uh, the holes in his hands, and my hand in his side." Jesus just shows up and says, "Here I am, Thomas." Put your finger in, in that hole. Put your hand in this hole. Thomas like, okay, I believe now. <laughs> Some of us are that way. We, maybe we haven't seen God move in a certain way or things have been bad. We've prayed for one thing and it turned out another way. But God desires to show up to each and one, every one of us. And show us who he really is. And I just really pray that we all really dive in to find out who Jesus really is. What's he really capable of? Jesus said with me, all things are possible. All things are possible. Yeah, but you just don't understand. That's impossible. The songs we sang this morning are awesome. He'd make a highway where a sea was. That's in the Bible. He just walks out there and parts the water. It dries out and they walk across. You know, and it wasn't long after they got across, they begin to doubt again. See, we think, well, if God just show me a miracle, then I'll be good forever. No, you won't. (laughs) We've all saw miracles at times in our life and we do good for a couple of days, and then we need another miracle. God really is not desiring us to see miracles every day. He's desiring us to see who He really is. Have that revelation of who He is so that when we come to that point that we do need a miracle, we can believe that God has done this thing before, and I'm going to believe that He does it for us. Amen. Instead of, why haven't you showed up yet? He's here. He is here. Amen. We need to just believe God for the truth. Verse 19, he said, I'll give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, there's a partnership right here. He said, I'm going to give you some keys, and it's up to you to bind, and it's up to you, To loose. We have the keys of the kingdom. We have principles that set God into motion. But if we sit down with the keys and ask God to go do everything, he's like, take the keys that I've given you, take the principles that I give you, and you begin to loose what you want loosed, and you begin to bind what you desire to be bound. He said, if you'll loose it on earth, I'll loose it in heaven. If you bind it on earth, I'll bind it in heaven. Remember there's scriptures that talks about, I'll open up the windows of heaven, I'll pour you out a blessing that you can't contain it all. We start loosening the Spirit of God upon our finances instead of talking about how broke we are. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, God wants us to be blessed, and He wants us to be partakers of everything that he has. Good things. No good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. God wants to pour us out a blessing that we can't contain it. But if we don't believe that God is the one that desires for us to obtain wealth, if we believe that old-time teaching of, I'm telling you, money is the root of all evil. Who may have ever heard that? stated money is the root of all evil and you know rich people just gonna have a hard time getting into heaven well they're misquoting scriptures and it don't say money's the love of all evil the bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil i've been broke before and love money (laughs) you don't have to have money to love it amen amen We need to love God more than we love money. We need to love God and acknowledge that it's Him that gives us the ability to obtain wealth that we might establish His covenant. Amen. There's so many scriptures. Above all, I would that you prosper. Be in health even as your soul prospers. God wants us to have a good understanding about everything in the Bible. That way, when someone comes and tries to lie to us about what the Bible says, we don't receive it and become cursed with that, with that lie. You say, well, I don't know the whole Bible. Well, you got time? Start reading. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know all about it. You know... I used to sit around saying, well, I just can't understand what the Bible says. And in the carnal, we can't understand. But the Spirit of God desires to reveal to us truth. If we'll just spend some time with God reading, and I'm not condemning. I'm just saying, get a hold of the Bible, open it up, and pray. God, show me what this talks about today. And just read a few scriptures and meditate on those few scriptures God will begin to reveal to us, what, what's He saying here? What's He really saying? If we could get a revelation a week, just think, in 10 years, we'd be smart. Huh? 52 weeks in a year, 10 years, 520. If we could get 520 revelations of God, He said, Up on this revelation, I'm going to build my church. Just one revelation, He built His church on it. We get 520 revelations, woo! Devil ain't got a chance no more. See, we need to realize that the devil is a defeated foe. He has no power, no authority over the church of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's us. Only the deception that he uses and convinces us of his lies does he have any power over us. We just need to be saying what God's Word says every time the devil sticks his head up. He needs to be bruised all over from the Word of God coming out of our mouth. Sword of the Spirit. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but I don't know what the Bible says. That's why I'm saying let's get into the Word and let's find out just a little bit each week. Find out just a little bit. Don't try to read the whole Bible in two weeks. Just read a few scriptures, meditate on it, and just get a little bit of word in us. So that we'll have what we have in a readiness to revenge when the devil comes against us. Right? Having in a readiness to revenge, to come against what the devil tries to bring our way. Remember, I've used the illustration The fire truck, if the fire truck shows up at the fire without any water in it, it's like it's not going to help anything. If we show up to the battle with the enemy without any water in us, we can't put out the fire, the word, the word of God. We have to have just a few scriptures that says, here's what God says about this. And if you don't know, what the Bible says, please don't, don't run off leaving. Well, he's just condemning us because I, I didn't know that. Look, find out. If the devil comes tempting you, don't fall into the temptation and you think, you know, I think I heard that. I think Pastor Jimmy preached that one time or Pastor Dwayne or Pastor Lynn. Somebody made that statement. Go find that scripture before you open your mouth and agree with the devil. Amen. Take your time. Don't See, the devil's trying to push us into being hurried. God ain't anxious for nothing. Take your time. Go find that scripture and then tell the devil, look here what I found. <laughs> the devil hates it when you do that. Even if you don't know it, God knows it and the devil knows what the word of God is too and he can't defend it. So it's like I find it in there and i read it to him and say there you go dude kind of rub it in just a little bit people say oh you better not do the devil that way well, i think we should he's rubbed it into us a few times all right that good understanding of who he is helps us have a good understanding of who we are john 17:3 says and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. All these other religions that are popping up here and there that saying, Hey, we got a handle on God too. Uh-uh. Nah. We got political we got people in our political realm that will tell you. We can get to God just any way you you can go join them and they'll get you to God. You can go over here and they'll get you to God. I'm telling you, Jesus is the only way to God. You ain't getting to God if you don't come through the blood of Jesus Christ. Period. If that makes them mad, then they'll just have to get mad because I ain't changing my mind on that one. Through a new and living way, we enter into the holy place through the blood of Jesus. It's the only way in. If you think that you're going to get in the presence of God without going through the blood of Jesus, you might be in the presence of a God, but you're not in the presence of the God. Amen. Isaiah 61. Wow, I'm running running quickly here. This is in the Old Testament. Verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord, Isaiah is prophesying, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening of the prisons to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of God, to comfort all that mourn. Now, remember Isaiah's prophesying to appoint unto them that morning Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, we sang about that, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Then we get over into the New Testament in Luke chapter 4. This is Jesus right after he came out of the wilderness After defeating the devil that was tempting him, remember earlier uh, this last few weeks we talked about and Jesus was led of the spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And I told you this statement that if we're led of the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted, if we're being led by God to be tempted, we can overcome the temptation through saying what God says. If we're led of the flesh into temptation, usually we cave in to the temptation. Moving right along. (laughs) Luke chapter 4, verse 14, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region around about. And he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all. Verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now, get—I want you to be in this picture. Jesus comes out of the wilderness, comes to the synagogue. Op- they give him a, a book, the book of Isaiah. He opens it to read, and look at this, verse number seventeen. There was delivered, I'm going to read that part again. There was delivered unto him, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Jesus found the place where it was written. Is it okay if you find the place where it was written? If it was okay for Jesus to find the place where it was written, it's okay for you to have to take a little while and find the place where it's written. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Isaiah prophesied. Jesus read it. And it's like, this is me. I'm the one. This is talking about he found out who he was when he found the scriptures that was speaking about him. Okay, it's right there. It's pretty obvious that he's like, this is me. This is talking about me. If you'll read finish reading on that story, when you get time, you'll find out that you'd think, man, that church would probably. Oh, boy, this is the one that he was talking about. It said they attempted to throw him off of a cliff. They wanted to kill him. Why? Well, they didn't think he was the Messiah, and they thought, "Who is this kid up here talking about the Spirit of the Lord is up on me? See the devil would do us the same way. If when we get up and we start talking about the spirit of the Lord's on me. He sent me to heal the broken-hearted, to lay hands on the sick, to cast out devils. People think you're crazy. But if we'll find it in Mark chapter 16, I'm running out of time. I won't be able to go there. It's in your notes. You know, all these things that Jesus said and these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils, speak with new tongues, lay hands on the sick, drink any deadly thing. It won't hurt them. All these things it said, and the Lord went with them confirming the word with signs following. I just want to encourage you to look in the Bible, find out what God's saying about you, get a hold of it, and say, this is talking about me. And then let the whole world be upset, and the ones that believe will be baptized and be saved. And that's what God's got us here to do. Amen? Praise God. Whew.